Well, it's the dynamic duo, we'll be back again. Another backup DJ, you better pack it in. You're lacking sense, trying to tangle with us, scoop up a big black booties in the back of the bus, just smacking you up. And stealing your lunch, money to search, ready to feel like just a touch. Only by the end of the day, that's understandable. What can I say? You got strong man to be. Gary has absolutely no idea what has happened to it. Still doesn't know. The time has come to push the button. World. Nice. But this isn't the music episode, is it? Uh life is music. Music, music, music. Music and indeed music. And indeed music. Rodney! Rodney, Rodney, Rodney. Get the hell out of here. That really is the Easter egg to end all Easter eggs. If you play that to someone, they'd be like, what the fuck? It's like, no, it's it's a bit that's riffing off a bit that's riffing off a bit. Yes. Deep cuts of the on the deep cuts. Deep yeah, certainly something that sounds like cuts. Yes. Clean edit point. <laughs> <laughs> It's the Bulls podcast again. It's Doc. It's Adam H. Photo. Bezo is off running a uh, national training camp for his touch football team. When I say his, I mean the sovereign nation of the Philippines. Um, Invade a small island nation fairly shortly. Small series of island nations. (laughs) Um, uh, We're here and it's uh, less than a week before the NBA season. And the team I picked... First in the Eastern Conference, or indeed in any conference, uh, just lost their uh, lead assistant coach, which is a little bit awkward. But they just had probies, didn't they? Like they just had feels, like it was a feels thing. It appears to be a feels issue. So Dame Lillard's head coach for about seven years at the Blazers, Terry Stotts, was signed as an assistant coach for the, the Bucks, and this was before Dame got traded there. But uh, Dame was there, Stotts was there. Stotts was an offensive first coach. You know, they, they presided over some fantastic stuff. It's all going to work, except for the fact that Terry Stotts, in his many years since being an assistant, has probably kind of figured out that maybe he's not cut out to be assistant from the whole thing where he didn't really enjoy genuflecting to Adrian Griffin, the new head coach of the Bucks, who has never been a head coach before and is probably looking to project his authority to make sure that nobody thinks I'm only here until I get fired and then Terry Stotts takes over. So apparently the two did not get on and Terry Stotts has decided to fuck off. I'm sure there's a plenty of places that'll pay him spectacular money to do not much. Well, I don't know because it was that was his first gig after being given the ass from Portland, and he was given the ass from Portland a while ago. Maybe the supposition was that Portland's weak point was coaching. I think Stotts is an excellent coach, but Portland never got over the hump with some no. really good offensive players. They couldn't play any kind of defense. But if you're, all you've got him for is, an, is basically an offensive coordinator on the bench as an assistant coach, I don't see the problem. But you know, he's got he's got to accept an assistant's role. You know, you can't. Nobody willingly becomes two IC unless they've figured out they're not going to be the person who's in charge. Yes. But um, I don't know, like next week we'll be massively overreacting to a few games um, and now we're going to massively overreact to some practice games. To, right? or, or to just to um, the general feels of, of how yeah. we're going. But uh, to quote to quote the great man, um, regrets, I've had a few, just looking at some of the preseason scores. 
Well, um, well, I think preseason is is fictitious basketball, really. I wouldn't worry too much about it. But given you know, given the fact that the New Zealand cricket team lost every um, pre World Cup game they played and now cannot be beaten under any circumstances, watch them get towed by uh, India. Over hope, hope, hopefully, again tonight as well. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, but I was kind of thinking that that you know last last week was the analysis and the and the the projections and all that kind of preview, and this this week is probably just the fields preview. And I was looking at the teams that we've got, and I'm kind of asking myself, how do I feel about this group? And I'm looking at the team that you got, and I'm w- wondering how you're feeling about your group. How do you feel? Your group is the Celtic Sixers, Cavs, Nets, Hawks, Magic, and Wizards in the East, and the Kangs, Pelicans, Rockets. In the West, you are heavily East biased, which is extremely unballs podcasty. Yes, uh, look, I, I I listened back to last week and somebody had going, to, yeah, that's right. And, and you had to pick up all the fucking going, Easter eggs, the <laughs> SpongeBob drops yeah. and shit. Um, I he's confidently saying, "Oh, the Wizards are going to be the worst team in the East." And I'm like, oh, no, no, uh, yeah, they're probably going to be the worst team in the East. Um, Jordan Poole is wavering between spectacular, and I mean they got they went three and zero, but I mean they, I think they lost today, and Jordan Poole hit one of fifteen in fifteen shot fifteen minutes, um, and there's already teammates of his in preseason just waving their arms like you know um, car park you know car sales guy style. <laughs> Inflatable man out the front of, of just, the fucking four dealers yeah, got a joint. Just, just screaming, give me the fucking ball, please. You're anybody. not getting the yeah. fucking ball. He, no, no, he, didn't no go to, he didn't go to fucking Washington in order to pass the ball up. Um, I mean- the, the, Today's box score is, is like, they got towed 134.98 by the, by the Raptors who were at home. Um, Jordan Poole played 19 minutes for seven points, two rebounds, four assists- one from fifteen, including naught from six from three point. But he did, and and those, and of those seven points, five were three free throws. So he made one field goal in twenty minutes, but not for a lack of shooting. Um, he the, definitely at least yes. he's getting it out the way in a in a game that doesn't matter. I mean, after all, as the great man said, we're talking about practice. We are talking about practice, and he did drop he did drop forty one in one of the games. I think earlier in the week. So I mean, the thing about you know, the Wizards, and the reason I don't think the Wizards will be the worst team in the East is that they have professional basketball players who yes. have played more than fifteen minutes in the league, and they are more aware than any rookie that none of these games fucking matter. So just just get the rust out your legs and worry about your actual home opener. And there's the actual one, the last game where they. Towed the Knicks 131 and 106, 41 points, 10 of 19, and 6 from 12 from downtown, and 15 of 16 free throws. If that's what you guys are going to give you every second night, they're going to have a pretty good year. Like, if you win every second night, you're a 500 basketball team. Well, so. that's right. If you do win every second night, you'll you'll make the plane, or maybe probably even a bit better. But anyway, anyway, this is much much more Wizards content than anybody deserves inflicted upon them. Well, as I said, I, I think I win or lose it on the Wizards personally. Like, I think that's where. Because if they do, if they're not as complete shit as everybody thinks they're going to be, then that's 10 wins that probably, you know, I'll get that nobody else will get. I think um, you're right in that it's the high variance outcome teams that are the ones that dictate whether you mm. win or not. And it will be the Wizards for you. Which is why I didn't want to pick last because I think, you know, if they have a 17 win season again or something like that, then you just can't make up that sort of, you know, 
that's what killed me last year was all these sort of teams, these 17 and 18 win teams and everybody else. The next step up is like 25, 26 wins. That's a lot of, you know, you're not making that up between Denver and the Grizzlies or something like that. Like it's just, yeah. although maybe you might this year. And the knows? Spurs for Bezo, the Spurs yeah. for Bezo are going to be that team in that, you know, it's preseason. Again, we're talking about practice, but Wemby has played so well in preseason that there is lazy chat about him. Is he already a fucking top 15 player in, in this league? And what does that mean for the Spurs' win total? It, they're still not going to make the play-in, but it might make them a 30-win team when when they should be a 20-win team. I tell you what what I do notice is that he's, he shouldn't have any trouble with uh, injuries like knee injuries for jumping or something because the dude doesn't have to jump. Have you noticed? Like, he's also made the- entirely of cartilage. Like, he's just yeah. bendy. He's, <laughs> he's literally – he is the fucking wild, wacky, fucking wind-wavy, yes. inflatable guy. You just watch him go, and his his limbs are entirely made of fluid. Yeah, it's 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 something like you haven't ever seen before, is it? Like I don't know, I've always seen, but you actually I've never seen a forearm flex like that. I just they they handed him a ball under the basket, and then all of a sudden it was in the basket. I went, why did what he did? He didn't jump. What what happened there? Like he trebucheted. It's just it's just sort of like he just reaches up, and there's even one today in the Warriors game where they beat the Warriors, and whether he have nineteen in twenty minutes or something like that, eight and nineteen shooting is not great, but. You know, he's he just he basically you know, got out of the fast break, got underneath the basket. Somebody jumped to block him, and he just stopped dead cold in the middle. And that guy just blew past him, and then another guy just blew past him like tumbleweeds, and he just reached up and you know dropped it in the basket. Thanks very much for the two points. And it's just like this is ridiculous. Like, it's, yeah, they're going to have to just absolutely maim him. Well, someone's got to be you know, go for the knees. Well, you know, maybe that's what if Delhi gets his his time back with the, the, the Kangs again or something like that. <laughs> Maybe that's his role. Well, they had the Jordan like, rules for Jordan. Now, they'll have the Wemby rules for Wemby, which is basically um, aim for the middle and hope he just, just sort of doesn't bend like an enormous <laughs> fucking – yeah. Until until we find a weakness, I'm not going to believe there is a weakness. His weakness well, will I, just be that the rest of the, the Spurs are horrible. In the, in the, the funny thing might be that he t- – see, you know, he pulls up at the three-point line and he, he does, you know, he doesn't do a lot of assisting, I guess, but – the thing might not be that he might just not have that kind of I'm going to go out and score 50 points tonight kind of thing in him yet. Maybe the, that's, you know, he hasn't got that kind of absolute, you know, James Harden, I'm going to take all the, you know, all the, the Kobe 60-point, 80-shot game. Yeah, he's not a shooter. He's not, not a compulsive shooter. He's not like a like an absolute gunner. And maybe that's all you can do. I mean, if you're if, if the Spurs were good and you had to stop them, I guess you just stuff the paint and – Tell him to win it from outside, yeah. Make him, and I, I don't believe he's a particularly good shot from outside at this stage of his career. Because why would he have? Tr- why would he have practiced shooting from outside? <laughs> he will be, I'm sure. Just like Giannis is a, a decent shot from outside. He's, a, I mean, in practice, he's at 33 percent from from outside. I mean, we're all great from practice. Yeah, that's why it'd be interesting to see what his Euro stats were. That's why we're all great at six. So much practice on our own. <laughs> it's going to be look. It is going to be a really and, and like last year, you know, every you know, even the first ten games, it was all completely. And the Pelicans were top of the West uh, after fifteen games. The Pelicans will not be top of the West. Um, they look terrible. Um, they just there's this and they've got injuries. The people who weren't injured aren't injured, and the people who are injured aren't injured, and they just look yeah all over the bloody shop. Uh, that being said, they'll probably get their shit together and. You know, halfway through the season, you might sort of see a bit of a sign again. But it's a long season, man. There's going to yeah, be a lot of right. 
I mean, even in the the, the 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 scope of a month and a half World Cup, we're seeing form changes and teams going off mm. the world, coming on the boil. I'm, I'm talking about cricket here because the uh, the India uh, New Zealand game is about to start on my screen. It'll be over by the time uh, the listeners get hold of this because I'm not that fast on the edit. Um, but yeah, the the Pelicans need to pay, to pace themselves because they have a a finite resource of a big man who they know they're not going to get 82 games and a postseason out of. So they need to just slow walk this shit for once rather than starting out like a fucking house on fire at the start of last season. And then 22 games in, Zion's crocked. And then, you know, everyone might as well pack up and go the fuck home. Yeah, that's what they just went. Well, we'll just, you know, go for picks and didn't really get that, I guess. It was pretty, pretty awful season. But, you know, who knows what happens. As I said, you can't look at, at pre-season form because, you know, Practice. everybody beats everybody. And that's right. They're all – everybody's trying out their combinations and doing whatever the, the fuck exactly they like. Right. And they will be for the first 20 games of the season as well. I mean, there'll be teams that, that slow roll it in and that are really pedestrian and average. And, you know, we'll, we'll see. We're at the start of a long journey here, which is, which is always kind of cool. Good to see that there's two fantastic overreaction games to start the the season. The LA LA Nuggets and yep. Suns Warriors, like yep. that's just the the overreaction double feature. Overreaction Olympics, yes. Yeah, is LeBron crocked? Is yeah? If like if the Lakers beat the defending champions in the game, will they become the presumptive favourites in the West? I thought and- you were going to say is LeBron clutch, which is like a, a talking point <laughs> from about ten years ago. <laughs> He wasn't. He wasn't clutch. That was De'Aaron Fox. Remember? That's yeah. The- no, he's the clutch player of the year. He's so clutch that basically he lives inside someone's gearbox. <laughs> and of course, Phoenix and Golden State. You know, is is it? You know, will Steph be Steph? And there's no. Is, this, is Draymond back yet, or is he? No, still he's cropped? not. But um, you know, I think they're going to have. You know, one of their their big four, their their old four, shall we say, is going to be unavailable at any given moment. And I think they they're just going to yeah. be trying to time their run so that everybody is ready to go in April, not in January or even in October. No, it, it's yeah, I, I, everybody has them really high. I think I just don't, I just don't know that they're that built to be high. Maybe that, yeah, I still think they are, they probably avoid the play-in though and, and do it like that, but or the, but that's their sort of team. I stand by what I said last week. I mean, I know that I know that they know that they don't have to go a thousand miles an hour, but I also believe they know that they don't want to do what they had to do last year because having to be, you know, go through the play-in and be the away seed at some of these really good teams means that by the time you get to play the really imp- – basically, all these teams are, lo- are waiting to play the conference semis. You're trying to position yourself so that you've got a good conference semi, and by the time the Warriors got to that point, they were cooked because they'd, they'd had done, to pl- yeah. go through the play-in and play seven games against the fucking Kings. Actually, they hadn't had to go play through the play-in, but they'd, they'd had to sprint to avoid the play-in. They'd had to play really mm. hard for the last – you know. 20 games of the season. So if they pace themselves better at the start of the season, then they can just cruise in. It might be in the three or four seed, but it means they don't actually have to do that. It makes their life a hell of a lot easier when it comes to being, to, to trying to make the conference finals. Yeah. But yeah, when the West, who knows who comes out of the West? I, I still think Denver, I can't see, I'm barring injury, but I mean, you say that with every team. Every team is barring injury. This is what they should do. I can't see Denver giving up the West if, if everything stays the same. Yeah, um, I, I still believe that the, there's teams in the West whose ceiling is higher than Denver's. 
I'm, I'm not. That's not a diss on Jokic because Jokic is amazing, but there is only one of him. And Jamal yes. Murray is good, but he's not as good as the number twos on the Warriors or on the Lakers or, or the Suns. Oh, the Suns, definitely not the Suns. So it's. I expect the Nuggets to be better over eighty-two. I expect the Nuggets to be probably better over, you know, sixteen. If you want to say that for the for the playoffs, but at their best, the Suns should beat them. At their best, yeah. the Lakers could beat them. They certainly couldn't beat them in the fucking last year's conference finals, but that wasn't at their best. I mean, no. they were cooked at that stage. And it is a, you know, it is a, it, it, it's the best side, I think. The Suns presumptively off reputation. It's the best reputation anyway. Like they should be, if they can figure it all out, they should be very, very good. Um, well, the, the other reason I think the Nuggets are going to they are not going to let up in their run for the regular season is that one of their major advantages is their home yes. their home court advantage both altitude and crowd and they want to make sure they have that when it comes to seven games in the conference finals so that's why i think that the nuggets will always have the throttle wide open when it comes to that shit yeah meanwhile in the east james harden is a thing still exists or not a thing are they better? I mean, this oh, no, be Zach thing. Harper suggested he should start practicing in Clippers gear to try and send some kind of signal to get a message across. <laughs> I think I think they know. I think it's been <laughs> yeah, made to be fair, yeah, that's true. Like, I think they know that that's where he wants to go. You know, LA, LA life. Apparently, it's the know. only team who is engaged with trade talks. Nobody else wants him. Well, why would you? What, what what possible upside could there be for a James Harden trade? Like, who well, the are you only other teams up? that gave a fuck were like teams like the Rockets, and the Rockets decided out of that. So, yeah. I just he's just poison. Like he hasn't he well he's fucked his value, hasn't he? Yeah, oh, he's he's absolutely cool, and he can't even. And I don't even see how there's a a um, redemption kind of arc. You know, like um, what is his name escapes me? He played. New York and didn't want to come off the bench and all that sort of stuff. Oh, uh, but, yeah. Mello. Uh, uh, not Mello. Mello. Uh, actual Mello. Huh, Real Mello. Mello. Yeah. Like, you know, there <laughs> Original yeah. flavoured Mello. No, yeah, not, okay. None of this knockoff shit. I mean, none yeah, of the gritty reboots. The, he had at least the, the sort of IQ to go, okay, I'm done, but I can be useful and I can be, and he was very useful. But he had to have that absolutely humiliating situation where he got traded to the Rockets and they would not play him because he would not get the message. Yeah, so in order I, for that I, to happen, I, I, and then he, then I, he he got to he got to a, a redemptive arc through the Thunder, the the Blazers, because he was he spent two years at the Blazers, and he was really he was really good, and it was great to have him there. And then finally, a bit less so at the Lakers, but he contributed. Um, if he keeps, he probably kept LeBron happy for a while. That's probably half the half the battle, I guess, isn't it? Yeah, you know, I mean, that was one of the years they sucked. But yeah, it's um, you've got to learn and. I think James Harden has a lot more left than Lamel than Lamelo, poor old Lamelo, than Carmelo did at you know at the Rocket stage of his career. But nobody is going to bet on that until no. they actually see it, and they're going to want some other team to have to take the plunge on that. Yeah, I can't see it happening. I don't know. Yeah, maybe he's Taiwan Harden for a year or something like that. And- oh, I don't think that's going to happen. I think it's more likely that he'll just. Skulk at the end of the bench on the Sixers. I think he'll eventually make it to the Clippers. Yeah. Oh, because well, Steve Ballmer gets what he wants. That's right. And they can give up absolutely nothing, basically, for- Terrence Mann um, and a bag of chips, basically. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Two bags of chips. Sold. Right. Yep. Let's go. 
Um, they're better. The Sixers are better off without him. Like I think they can actually then run a decent offense. Let's get around the two, and you know whether or not Embiid is still there. I would, I would say he stays if it, if all this settles down and they start well. I can't, you know, and they usually start well. They're you know reasonable basketball side always have been. So the difficulty with Embiid is that he wants it all to be around him, but he wants help. And if you you want somebody who's good enough to be useful as help, they're going to want to have agency. They're going to want to have – they've got some ego. So it's difficult to find a genuine 2IC who wants to come along and just support the dude. Um, the Bucks have been lucky to have the likes of Giroux, Holiday, Holiday and and Chris Middleton, who have been happy to come along and be – and maybe that's the tier of star you need in order to yeah. – Subjugate your ego to being the fucking the two I see and support the the lead dude. Well, and even in you know, like a Denver thing, like you know, he would be the number. You know, he, he's had games where you could quite say, "Well, who is the number one?" Um, but he's only he, you know, he only looks good because Jokic kind of comes off the ball a bit and goes, "Yeah." Well, you your, and and you Jamal eight. Murray's history of injury has kind of artificially capped the level of star. I mean, Jamal Murray's still not not an all star because he's never really put together a single great season, or at least a single great first half of a season, which is what you need to be voted into the All-Star. You need to be great between Mm. October and February in order to get into the All-Star game. Uh, And he's never actually been in that situation, unfortunately, because he's normally either having an injury or coming back from an injury. Yeah, I think he'll be right this time. Like, I I just can't see it. Who knows? Who fucking knows? I mean, people's bodies go poor. Too much rest. Clearly, that's it. It's far oh, too much. People need to play more games, 120 games. Like Sitting-related injuries. It's like yeah, spontaneous, it's, spontaneous it's, combustion, you know. Yeah, it's, it's, Not it's hemorrhoids from sitting. Do you have any other NBA fields that you want to get across before uh, the actual basketball start? Apart from the fact that I'm fucking looking forward to this. This is going to be a good yeah, season. Yeah, oh, look, I, I can't wait to see some basketball again. I watched yeah. a bit of preseason today, and I was like... Yeah, it's like methadone, isn't it? It's not really quite the same thing. It's like oh, alcohol-free well. beer. It's like watching the NBL. Um, just, oh God, I've been watching NBL and I've enjoyed that more than fucking preseason. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm doing the token Australian thing and becoming interested in the cricket again because we're not sucking at the moment. Yeah. Well, this is the thing. It's the Australian team I was thinking about when I when saying, mm. look, t- teams, it's still three and a half weeks to the semifinals. Yes. And four yeah. teams have to make it. And there's a lot of games, a lot yes. of games between now and then. I mean, we still have to play England which, you know, they'll always get up for. And well, they have sure. to. Well, England have one win from their opening, mm. what, four games? Yeah. They ha- they, England basically have to win out because you probably need at least five and probably six wins to make the semis, if, you know, based yeah, they, on they previous. It's usually six. I heard, just- I heard someone say it was five and a half. Yeah. Um, you know, five wins and a, and a non-result will get you there. And, and you that, have that, to hope that we've still got to play Afghanistan, the Netherlands, and Bangladesh. So you hope, and I mean, nothing's a, you know has the South Africans show nothing's a certainty in these things. That's the thing: South Africans have beaten the living piss out of everybody, except they lost to, to the, Netherlands. the Netherlands because the Netherlands are full of dudes who missed out on selection <laughs> for South Africa and are bitter. They <laughs> have, they are in their feelings, and they are going to fuck you up. And that is hilarious. I love I love the fact that Dutch are like that. And that that and just check the bank account, the betting accounts of. Uh, I feel the South African batsman, maybe, but uh, I don't think we can invoke the Hansi Kroenier uh, <laughs> memorial brown paper bag in this situation. But um, the yeah, South Africans dodgy. just beat the shit out of England overnight. And oh, God, it was glorious! Absolutely this World glorious. Cup has been—it really shows the, the the impact of T20s, where you've got 
eight run and over 50 over games. Yes. Oh, my God. For like 400 is, is now the new 300. Basically, well, at least like 350 a, is. I mean, Australia, yeah. Australia put up, what, 360-some, and Pakistan were not out of it until relatively no. late. Yeah, they, they lost by sea. Like, they got to 300, and you think, far out. Imagine getting to 300 and losing by that and much. Only lo- losing by 50 runs, yeah. But the um, – I mean, the other thing to keep in mind is that there are – it's very bipolar, the um, the, the – Pitch preparation here. It's either a oh. 400 deck or it's a disgusting rank turner, which is what we were kind of expecting for this India New Zealand game. Yeah, it doesn't appear to be the, the rank turning black soil kind of kind of joint, but we'll, we'll see how this turns out. But yeah, India right. and, and New Zealand, at the time of we as recording, have both got four wins, undefeated, look pretty pretty awesome, and South Africa have only got the one loss. The inexplicable loss to uh, the Netherlands, and Australia have the t- two losses to the um, to the Indians and the South Africans. Uh, but it'll be the uh, the other games against the big the big t- contenders that'll actually dictate whether they make it. Well, through. Like you said, it's basically the England game. They win the England game and they go through. It's the England game. Whoever makes whoever wins the England game, because I think Pakistan are not. They've taken too many heavy body blows. Um, yes. Pakistan's the other team that could make it. Pakistan are in a better position than England, but they're not very good, and that's kind of the problem they've got. No, Babar Azam's not playing very well. I think you know, no. cap- yeah, there's a lot of stuff about his captain. Babar yeah. is the elephant in the room, isn't he? And he's, which is a pity because he's such a such sorry, a good, sorry. Yeah, I know, I'm, I know. So, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I was trying to let that one go through to the keeper, but you know, no. Look, I mean, one day cricket is so. Like I said, it's just such not a non-contest because even when one side gets down to seven or eight now, especially in this tournament, now they're playing for their net run rate, so they just shut up shop and all that sort of stuff. And it's like this is an interesting, like yeah, and it's it's so hard for you know, if one side's chasing and defending two seventy, then you've got a bit of a game on. But as soon as one side gets four hundred, two seventy. What is this? Nineteen eighty two. What yeah, are we well, doing? I mean. here? Okay, but it, needs, it needs to be. It seems to be that the two seventy games are more interesting than the four hundred games. Oh, always. Yes, yeah. I mean, four hundred yeah, is just a not event. Yeah, like I mean, we well, we 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 only got two seventy against the Indians, and that wasn't. I mean, it wasn't close, but it wasn't an absolute disaster either. Like it was. Having said that, England set New Zealand 280 in the first game and New Zealand knocked that off in 36 overs. Yeah, that's right. But it has been a lot like that. It's been like Bangladesh Afghanistan was like a 158 to 156 game. (laughs) And then South Africa set 428 in the next game. It is very – and then India-Australia was a 200 game. And then it's – there's um, a lot of variance in terms of the way that, you know, if the instructions are going out, they're not not being adhered to. The interesting thing I think that it shows, especially in that game, you know, we dropped a thousand catches um, in that South Africa game. Where, you know, basically they're, they're cooked. They look, Pat Cummins looks like he could just use a Bex and a good lie down. He looks absolutely exhausted. The only bloke that doesn't look like he's, you know, he's running on low is Davey Dumdum, who looks like he's put a fresh set of energizers in for the last hurrah. It's but, time to shine. Because um, this is his last hurrah, basically. Um, but yeah, the rest of them, Smith. Cummins, Cummins, Cummins is sort of still trying hard. Yeah, Smith looks just awful. Um, yeah, Cummins is just looks tired, and I think they're all. It's been a long time. Like they've been away for a long, long time. Yeah. Um, and then they're basically going to turn around and go back straight back into another useless test series against the Packies and the West Indians. I think, isn't it? Like the. It can't be because they played them like three weeks ago. 
No, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure our Wasn't test- that last Christmas? Was that last season? I'm sure that was last season. Uh, no, did we play the – no, we played the English last season. In Australia? Yeah. God, they made an impact, didn't they? Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, it's, I'm pretty sure the first test, and I'd have to have a look, but it's so hard to navigate quick info these days that I can't find it, but it's um, I'm pretty sure it's it's a Pakistani series first up. Um, and then I think we might even get the West Indies. Which I'm, is, sure, uh, I'm sure that exact pair came out like two years ago. Oh yes, most likely they did. We, I don't think we've seen South Africa out here, out here for a while. Um, I'm not sure why. Well, the weird yes. thing about the South Africans was that it's, the the two series are always back to back, and then they don't play each other for four years. I always yeah. thought that was really stupid because, particularly well, back a- when South Africa were like the the second best team in the world. Yeah, they have a Boxing Day test too, don't they? I'm pretty sure. Uh, South no, I think what they see the South Africans are supposed to come out to New Zealand. To play a uh, test match, and they've they've already said we're sending our B team because we want to protect our uh, domestic T Twenty comp because uh, okay. their domestic T T Twenty comp happens around the same time, and they're like, oh, yeah, yeah there it is. Yep, no the men's test series versus Pakistan from the fourteenth of December, and then the uh, actually that might, and then there's men's test two tests against the West Indies from in in January. We're watching test cricket die in front of our, front of our eyes, which is kind of depressing. Except if it's against the big two, against if it's India but or even England, so, anyway. you know. Yeah, well, that's what. I mean, apparently that that India Pakistan game was the most streamed event in the history of the world, more than a Super, more than the Super Bowl, more than anything. <laughs> and it was I'd, awful. I mean, it was a, just a, a exhibition of a man kicking a dog, as the great uh, H. G. Nelson <laughs> would have put it. Um, but. India Pakistan games at the World Cup always are for some reason. Oh, Pakistan just doesn't. Yeah. I mean, it was also the fact that even though this is an international tournament that's supposed to be, you know, essentially neutral, like they didn't even play the fucking Pakistan <laughs> chance on the, on the PA or anything and the uh, entire crowd and only two Pakistan journalists got creditation. It's like fucking BCCI. Could you be any more cynical about this bullshit? That, that being said, you can imagine that the BCCI is just absolutely hoping Pakistan make that fourth spot and there's a. Pakistan India semi final. Mm. Um, although like, I, don't, I don't think they're going to struggle. To, you know, for the semis, I think they'll be able to sell you know, sell the tickets no matter what. So. Oh, true, but yeah, yeah, again, the streamings and all that sort of stuff. Like, yeah, there is that. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to tune into an India Pakistan um, semi final, but I imagine quite a few people will. I would, I would tune in if I thought Pakistan were capable of fucking upsetting them. But um, so Australia have got the Netherlands on Wednesday, and then they back up against New Zealand on Saturday, which is the next game for New Zealand. New Zealand yeah. don't play again before the Saturday evening game. Um, Which- very generous time for Australia and New Zealand watchers. It's the the early game on on next Saturday, um, and then uh, England Australia the following Saturday. So Australia have another week off before then. I, and I would like to think, well, you'd like to think on form that New Zealand will absolutely beat the shit out of Australia. But as we've always Except said- Except that it's, New Zealand will lose to Australia because New Zealand always loses to Australia. It doesn't matter how good New Zealand are and how bad Australia are. It's just- Mitchell Stark will have the white ball radar. You know, it's firmly honed in on a few leg stumps. And um, yeah, it just always works that way. Um, oh, they're ju- they're just, it's just mental cowardice. I don't really understand it, but that's just- They won't be able to, they won't be able to deal with the-, the um, in depth and tweak of Adam Zampa, it'll it'll just be it could be anybody it'll it could be fucking Stoinis well, just Stoinis everywhere. It was Stoinis the other night, like it was just like well, Stoinis almost uh, won a fucking game single handedly in New Zealand about 
five years ago and people have never forgotten it. Yes. yes it's pl- Actually, it was just after the World Cup, so it was like 2016, I think. And we still lost. Like we Yeah, had, but we he almost won the game like 150 off and fuck all. Yeah. yeah, it was pretty brutal. But, yeah, his arms are just like fucking tree trunks and yeah. all that sort of stuff. Anyway. Yeah, you can tell he's a good mate of Dan Ricardo's. They have the same kind of vibe. Yes. Although I think I kind of get the impression that Dan Ricardo might be a little bit better bloke. I, every time I look at Marcus Stoners, I think you look like a bit of a cock. But everybody seems to like him in the thing because he's just, you know, he's good cricket mate. But I think just generally kind of, you know, over oily dudes who yes, um, yeah, yes. spend a oily, lot of time working dudes. on the guns. Oily dude may well be the best description. Yeah, of and that, the whole that's thing. not that's not an inference about his Greek heritage. That's just no, a, no, it's just his hair. It's just it's <laughs> just that he looks like a man. He just constantly looks damp. He constantly looks yeah. like from like somebody Matt, has sprayed him down for the photo shoot. From the Matt, from the Matty Burke school of, of slick back hair. Uh well, Matt, Matty Burke had kind of the he had the 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 vertical the verticality as well, which is important. Um, and the direction, yeah. so that you knew which on which side the the kick for goal was going to miss. In other cricketing news from today, the ridiculous. For I'm just watching the memes now. Have you seen the Grace Harris um, shot? This is hitting a six with a broken bat because she is a meat axe. <laughs> I mean, the, the nicest possible way. I think, I think her words were like, "Oh, stuff it! I'll still hit it." Fucking you, really really. you. you can pick the moment the bat absolutely cleans, snaps in two, and the ball still like the bat ends up. You know, in lot in Midon's hands, and the ball ends up, you know, about fifty meters over their head. Um, it's it's just a ridiculous, wonderful piece of timing. Um, but yeah, it's good to see that she went. I think she got one hundred and forty off about fuck all too. So, what was that game being played at? Oh, probably North Sydney Oval, like they always are. Nowhere. Oh, was that the, was that a North Sydney Oval game? Because there was one random game that was being like it was like that probably it because it was like Brisbane versus Perth, and it was like now we're playing this at North Sydney Oval. Like, Why the fuck? And then I. Realised that because the Sydney Thunder were playing the Sydney Sixers immediately afterwards, which is yeah, happening. That's it. Yeah, that's as we speak, and they're like, "We've already got the camera set up." I mean, you're going to fly all the way over there, or you're not? Yeah, no. Heat, heat play the Scorchers at North Sydney Oval because that's the thing. But anyway, she's really good. There's lots of you know, um, the other great thing about women's cricket is that Meg Lanning is playing again and basically eating worlds as she normally does because she's Meg Lanning. Yeah, and. and I'm all power to her. I think the longer she's in the game, I'm, you know, and whatever the fuck's happened to her, I think we hope it stops. Yeah, she had a because- she had a big old big old fucking serving of bleak there that made her um, have to chuck it in for a while. Um, you know, working in coffee shops and all that sort of stuff. And I mean, maybe that's a you know, maybe that's the thing is that you know, she just wanted to be a normal person again for a while because uh, I guess the, it's it's something that the men maybe have a bit more experience in dealing with, but now the the women's game is much more professional and international as well. You know, it's something that they will have to get used to basically not being mm. home for six months of the year. But the pay um, isn't anywhere near as good as the men, so they, they don't yeah. get the rewards the same way the men do, that, but they get the lifestyle right. the same way the men do. Yeah, and that would be shit, especially, and especially because it's all on her... You know, she basically, I would say, sort of takes responsibility and, you know, the rest of the world is coming and they're coming hard for that cricket team and they, they, she sort of is the, the person with her hand in the in the wall sort of saying, you know, holding it back. She's been, you know, such an amazing leader for that side um, and you only see what happens. You know, I mean, at least um, Alyssa Haley is a good cricketer but I don't think she's anywhere near as good a captain or player as what Meg Lanning is. That's and, just you know, your traditional Australian bias against wicketkeeper captains. <laughs> <laughs> Ian Healy's upset with you right now. Mate, mostly just people with the surname Healy. Maybe we should just, 
it depends. It's a, it's a, a men's World Cup, so she goes back to being Mrs. Stark as opposed to the other way, which is where he's been Mr. Well, Healy for about the last When he five bowled years. a couple of whites in that first over he played uh, the <laughs> other night, I was like, no, he can definitely stay as fucking Mrs. Healy. Yeah, as Mr. Right. Healy. But he's still he streak. The streak is alive still. He managed to pick up the ninth pole or something like no, that. I think Heath so. streak is. I think Heath streak has actually left us at this <laughs> yes, stage. Finally. Well, there was yeah, there was a story that he died and then he got a twin. Can you let Can you let them know I'm still here? Yeah, <laughs> that was only a day or two before he went. It was like yeah, actually, yeah, that's like on Twitter like, too. I'm still is, here. Uh, Rumors of my demise. Yada yada yada. Uh, but yeah, not for much longer. So anyway, I did see that there's um oh uh, what I, I did want to scold you about is that I was very upset that um you guys don't give a shit you it's in disarray it all sucks and you're still going to win the fucking World Cup like the Rugby World Cup that is like there's a Rugby World Cup win. since when well when you stuff the palms you mean t- you mean touch that, rugby yeah, yeah, Bezos yeah. training for that right now I think yeah they're going to stuff the stuff the um, it was a bad day to be a fucking English private school prick wasn't it given that the cricket I team got cooked and their rugby team got got beaten by the I would argue that it was a wonderful day to be to be anybody else but them but yeah, well, uh, I, I think that goes by definition <laughs> because they're the not sort of people you'd want to be yeah um and a um a New Zealand South Africa final which is extremely rugby championship areas <laughs> Um, so, so the definition of a Rugby World Cup is that they arrange the draw, they, they get all the teams, they prepare the rankings, and someone from the Southern Hemisphere wins it. Largely, yeah. Um, but there were some people sort of saying, oh, you know, here's the receipts on all the people who doubted the All Blacks. They see, you know, the stories from 2022 oh. and 2023 saying, you know, how bad they were. They were fucking bad. They were really, really fucking bad. And people need to accept that they were really fucking bad and they've, they've come good late in the tournament. I don't know whether the tournament has lowered to their level or whether they're playing better than they should be. But that it's, just because they're good now doesn't invalidate the fact that they were bad then and the opinions that were held about them then were valid. Well, I think I got baited into some horrible clickbaity, you know, or... You know, Pat Cummins in trouble because they, you know, Australia is not as dominant in these things, and we're not, we're not. Dom- he didn't sing the anthem loud enough, or some yeah, shit. We're not, we're, we're not dominant in this, and we're not dominant in this. And the women's team got beat the other day, and we're not as dominant in this. And I was like, this just in: other teams get better. Yes, occasionally, you know, when yeah. you when you're a front runner, somebody has to come and chase you down. As the, as they say in the states, they get paid to play too. Yes, you know, they get they practice too. The, they're, they're trying to get good too. So fucking, you know, forget why, you know, we expect to be dominant as some kind of birthright. That's, that's cretinous bullshit. Yeah. So, so that was obviously from um, a news limited master. I'm assuming so. Yes. And yes. in between every. So, what, what, so did what, the um, stormer ups after Adam Zeppa doesn't sing the anthem, uh, uh, which was also was a. It, uh, well, which actually came out of the rugby league where it was like, you know, um, the the indigenous people because who, who weren't feeling down enough about uh, the whole no yeah. yes vote thing, they decide. Well, I maybe I probably wouldn't have felt like singing the anthem much either. On that I don't day, fucking sing the anthem on a good day. I wouldn't sing yeah. the anthem under any circumstances. All anthems I, I, are shit. There isn't a good anthem there apart from the Italian anthem. Which the is, the which muscle A is okay hits. too. It's pretty oh, good. Like it's, it's it's better as the Brisbane Lions Club song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll kick the winning score. Um, no, nah, the Italian anthem bops, but um, the Australian anthem's horrible. The New Zealand anthem at least has a Toreo verse, but it's horrible. You know, well, it's the English anthem's a dirge. That'll be, fuck that'll, you, be, that'll, be, 
that'll be your new government's second order of business, won't it? To get rid of the, the, the verse and just bring yeah. in, probably bring in an Afrikaans verse based on some <laughs> of the some of the people that are involved. So uh, yeah, good times. Yeah. Anyhow. So that, that, that's about it, I reckon. I suspect that's probably enough sport for this week on the Bulls podcast. I was Doc. He was Adam Hatch Photo. We will talk to you again next week. See ya. Gary has absolutely no idea what has happened to it. Still doesn't know. Lovely. Lovely. Got any salmon? Sort it. <laughs>